This is Charles Nelson Riley. You're listening to my favorite podcast, Mouse and Wings. All right, everybody, welcome to Mouse and Weens. We're back yet again. I know we keep going missing for these big chunks of time, but hey. We are consistent. We're just on a little mini vacation mm-hmm. of sorts, right? That was called Weans. Mouse Having a Job. So yes. you're back. I'm back. Officially it's nice back. to be unemployed, huh? Woo! Although I feel like being a mom is more busy. But yeah. Anyway. True. So I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle. I'm the mom one down in San Diego. And over there on, on Zoom, we're on YouTube too. There's Weens. Weens is a... The hot single Hollywood type who's currently in the <laughs> guest room. <laughs> if I had a type, that would be it. Yes. yes. That's right. <laughs> and then we have some wonderful guests today. I am so excited. I have been trying to get you on forever. Who? You guys go ahead, introduce yourselves. Who is here? I am Stephanie. Stephanie. And Michelle. <laughs> and Michelle. <Big> introduction. <laughs> Kitty and Muffy. <laughs> That's right. And I'm sure as you guys can tell by the title of this, we don't know what we're going to entitle it yet, but it'll be something that will catch your attention. These are two beautiful women who, Stephanie, I've known forever. We go back to, gosh, 15 years ago when we first met, right? It was 15 years ago. Well, wasn't it 17? 17? Oh, no, you were pregnant with uh With Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. 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 So, so he's 15 yeah. now. Yeah. I think we're there. And uh, we're just moms in the hood, and now look at us. So we had you on because we're curious, we're interested, and we want to kind of help our audience, help our listeners uh, learn more about, I don't know, being yourselves in this wonderful society of ours. So you guys start. I don't, I don't even know where to start with you. So <laughs> you tell me where you want to start. Well, I think what the whole premise, right, was pride. Yeah, pride. pride. That's where Pride we, Month, right? Like this is generally Pride in the U.S. is June, but in California here, a lot of Pride is celebrated in July. So Long Beach is uh, Pride is this coming weekend, and San Diego is next weekend. So the big parades, everybody coming together to celebrate who we are. And I think if just to put the Pride story in there, you know, it's about people coming together, right, and celebrating who we are and it's kind of funny, but in a good way, you know, there's all these corporate companies with their floats and everything else. And, you know, they're the ones waving to us on the, you know, from the thing. But it's really cool that it's so embraced and it's fun and it's uplifting and it's exciting. And so that's how life should be. Exactly. I love that. Weens, have you been to a pride parade? Have you? Yeah. In San Francisco, you know, I grew up... Uh, with Joe in the Bay Area. So there, when I was 14, we started hanging out in Berkeley and Oakland, and it was very out there and okay, and honk for diversity, honk for pride. And so I feel like uh, it's not shocking these days, you right. know? Although in in certain areas, like we happen to live in a really conservative pocket of San Diego, I think, you know, we're a little bit more East, we're a little more family oriented. So yes, we're California. Yes, we're liberal. Yet, we still come up upon different uh, 
different preconceived notions and, and people feeling one way or the other. A lot of retired military out here. So, yeah. And a lot of conservatives. I didn't realize how many conservatives were in San Diego. Yeah. I don't know if that's a, because of the military, but yeah. How is, how is that? Do you come up against any grief or no? <laughs> well, ironically, you know, I have to say, and this is honest, is, you know, my parents. Um, but I guess we can get into that story of like kind of how we got there. But sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear your history. I just love you guys together. So this Aww. is, this hey. is, I'm so happy to see you here. Well, I just, thank you. Our stories are a little bit different, our histories. Basically, for me, growing up in the 80s, I always like wanted to have a boyfriend and thought boys were cute and never really got a boyfriend. But um, looking back, I would have these like strong female friendships. And like there, like in high school, I got this job at, at Hagen does and my coworker worked at, um, she was from a different school, but like, we just really got along together and I would get just like so excited to, before I would, with, when we would work on the same days and I would just, I just had like this emotional connection to her. It was never anything sexual. I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. And I still like continue liking boys, but I never really, I don't know. I just couldn't connect with them in that way as much. So really never had any boyfriends in high school. And then I went to college. And again, I had this roommate that I just was, I just like looking back again, I had the strong emotional connection to, I wasn't even interested in dating. It's just like being around her and we were you know, the best of friends. But whenever she got a boyfriend, I would just be so jealous and I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I want to be with her. And, you know, she went on with her boyfriend, got married and I went on and really just didn't have, I had like one boyfriend and then it just wasn't that connection there. I got kind of bored of him and, um, you know, I was, um, looking in, back in the day in the San Diego reader. And went on so many first dates with, with guys. And I kind of thought about, hmm, it really crossed my mind. Like, maybe I should date, maybe I should look for the woman to woman. But that was like really, I don't know, it just crossed my mind. But I never had the courage to really do it. And then there was a time when I actually did, you know, kiss a girl. And it was awesome and amazing, but it just didn't cross my mind that we should start dating. And so I went on and I met my husband and we just, we were like best friends and got along with him. And I, we got married like you're supposed to get married. And, um, you know, I didn't, it didn't really cross my mind. I didn't think about, I, I, I shouldn't be with him because we, we, we were like the best of friends. We like to do so many things together. And we had children and, um, you know, as any marriage goes, there's ups and downs. But I remember thinking something is missing. And I even went to therapy and I laugh at it now. Like, it seems so obvious. Like, I wanted to I wanted to have this, like, strong connection. I wanted to be, like, more connected. And I remember in therapy, and I might have even told you the story, Joelle, that we were in therapy. And I had I asked the therapist, well... And this is couples therapy, like with Steve, like, 
how do you like cuddle with a man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Red flag, ding, 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 ding. No. <laughs> they, they, they didn't, the therapist didn't figure it out. So I was trying so hard. I was reading books. I wanted to be like, have that connection so hard. And then also that time I started um, watching Orange is the New Black. And I was like looking at the like the, the chemistry between Piper and Alice, and I'm just like, oh my god! And I kept rewatching. It wasn't even necessarily the the sex stuff. It was just that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what's that's what I want. That's what's kind. Of, that's wow. what's missing. And I can't. And I finally realized <laughs> I can't get that from a man, and it's no one's fault. And that's just how it is. And those things didn't cross my mind and you know, I didn't even know what a lesbian was until college, you know, it wasn't like today where it's just so open and free and you can be whatever you want and have those feelings. I think my life would have been different had I grown up in today's world. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is interesting because media, you know, now they're portraying a lot of gay storylines and, and oh, oh, they, yes. they hadn't done many. So it took that to kind of go, Oh, okay. It's almost yeah. like a thing now. It's almost like every show I watch has to have a gay couple or a gay person. I Finally. Like Will and Grace or Modern Family, even more like family-oriented shows kind of too. And that must be so freeing to see that out there and represented, right? I feel, yeah. I mean, I feel really fortunate. I'm sure you do too that, you know, we're at a point where we meet, like we're – we come out, so to speak, at a really good time versus yeah. 20, oh, yeah. 30 years ago with Stonewall and people who really struggled and had to pave the path, you know, and yeah. I'm so grateful for the people who were brave and strong to say, hey, you know, this is who we are and we're going to fight for this. That's amazing. Right. Exactly. So, Stephanie, I kind of derailed you, but so what happened then? You're starting to identify So then I'm yourself. having these feelings. So I told my husband... And like, I go, I don't know what's next, but I feel like in my heart, I need to be with a woman. And, you know, we had two kids and we've been married almost 20 years and I didn't have the answers for what was next, but I felt good telling him. And so then I just, and I, and I, you know, Joelle is one of my close, you know, is one of my closest and was back then. And I never confided to her. I just, I, I told one of our other friends and I just didn't have anywhere to turn. So I was feverishly looking on the internet, you know, later in life, people fi figuring out they're a lesbian. And I came across this Facebook group um, and I joined it. I was just looking for someone to relate to that someone knew what I was going through and I didn't know what any next steps were. And there was, it was at the time there was like 500 people in the group and it was worldwide and, and I just um, was really looking to meet somebody to, to get support. And <laughs> yeah. so that, then we, I posted an ad. I saw that Michelle was in San Diego and we arranged a lunch date. Yes. And then from there, I, we can talk, but then let her lead up to her story, I guess, of how she got can, to the can website. Can I also ask, how did that... So your husband was understanding... Well, I didn't... Yeah. He wasn't under. Well, he was... It was rough. He was befuddled. Yes. Confused. <laughs> I'm giving you some words. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was, okay, you go find you. I don't know. I think he was hoping that I would do what I needed to do and then come back to him, I think. Yeah. It was a phase or something like that, huh? Yeah, because I did. I like, and I, you know, I was a stay at home mom. I didn't, 
have, you know, I, if we were going to get divorced, like, how would I support myself? All the regular questions everyone goes through when they, you know, were to get it, if they were to separate or get a divorce. I mean, talk about courage, because that is huge to then say, I have to pave, I have to create a whole life if I make this decision. So you thought about all that before you told them, but it, it was stronger than you staying in a situation that you just wouldn't be happy. Well, I think at that point that I told him, it was I identified that I have to be with a woman, but I don't know what that looks like. Just mm-hmm. sort of putting it out there because I didn't know what it looked like at that yeah. time. Maybe I would still be married to him and just do something on the side. I, I didn't even I didn't even know what that yeah. looked like. It was just step one. OK, yeah, I like women. Yeah. We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Dream Dinners is a wonderful food preparation service that is offering our listeners $99 off their first order if you enter Mouse and Weens 99 at checkout. And let me tell you what that includes. This is a month's worth of meals, you guys, that is already chopped up, prepped. It's separated for you. It comes in a bag with instructions and it goes in your freezer so you can take it out and thaw it anytime that it's convenient for you and cook up a quick dinner 20-30 minutes. It is such a game changer for us. We cook dinners together as a family. We sit down and eat meals as a family and it's healthy food. It's great quality food and you can modify it according to your likes and dislikes. You can give them special instructions. It's perfect for people who don't know how to cook. It's so simple. I leave instructions out for the kids or my husband sometimes. They have looked into it and you save 20 hours a month from shopping and prepping. And really the cost of meals is about $6.50 per meal, which is so cheap when you think about it. So much cheaper than a lot of the other services. So do go to dreamdinners.com, look up your location. If you're within 25 miles of Poway or San Marcos locations, just enter Mouse and Weens 99. You will get $99 off your first full order and you will receive free shipping. Free shipping, free delivery. They don't ship it, they bring it to you. Or you can go pick it up yourself. But it's so easy, you guys. Do it. It is such a life changer. Enjoy. All right. So Michelle, then uh, then the sordid Michelle comes into the picture. Michelle! <laughs> <laughs> well, my backstory is pretty different. Um, yes. In essence. So... I love boys. <laughs> and boys love me. That's all they still do. They still do. I know, but it's it's like like you said, you get along well with guys, and I think that was the thing growing up. You know, I, it's kind of funny because I I look back at pictures when I was like six years old playing softball, and I look part. I can say the word dyke. I look like a total dyke, right? My slouch shirt and you know my baseball mitt, and I'm like, dude, I look tough, right? But. <laughs> I I had the tomboy attitude, but I loved the girly stuff at the same time. So, you know, I would, you know, would have my dynamite club with my girlfriends, you know, every summer we'd sit around the park and I loved Sean Cassidy. Oh my gosh, you know. You mean um, Dynamite Magazine? The Dynamite Magazine, yeah. I love that too. Oh gosh. <laughs> yep. I think you had a crush on who was it? Oh, Bale. Scott Bale. Yeah. Oh, of oh, course. How'd he turn out? cuckoo sorry go ahead (laughs) so yeah i mean yeah all those guys right they were so cute and anyway i don't think it was like i'm trying to fit in to do that i you know authentically had those feelings and you know i but i was like the tomboy side like i built my own bmx bike with the boys and go riding but then i would play you know with my friends and we would you know like i said dynamite club and all so 
I, you know, I like both, but I didn't feel any attraction to the girls. I didn't see that. I didn't feel that. Um, and then, but I, through high school, I kind of noticed maybe middle school, maybe there were the popular girls like, oh, they're really cute. And I realized at looking back, there were probably a few that I, you know, liked. I don't, I wouldn't call crushes, but I'm like, oh, I really like, oh, she's beautiful. And I like her, like a couple girls. I'm like, oh, okay. I could see that. Um, but then I just, yeah, I just had boyfriends and had fun with them and they were easy and we'd go with the flow. But I, I think I could also look back going, there was a little bit of control too, of um, not like dominating, but I don't know. I, I didn't like stuff. I didn't get deeply emotional with anybody, really. I just kind of played and have fun and kept it light for the most part. And, but I, I went with what felt right, you know, mm. just going with the flow and you're, you're in your you know teens and 20s you're like it's okay to explore you know and just date different guys and was that was it a common theme that you heard from the guys that said how come you can't get deeper with me or how come you don't want to connect more okay guys yeah. are guys <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I'm you know I, I'm deep in a way where you know I can have deep conversations and connect with them but it wasn't like I was looking for this deep relationship at the time. If it came, it came. Um, and actually, it was one or two boys I really, you know, did have a deeper, longer relationship with. And I thought, okay, this guy I could see marrying, um, you know, and he was sort of my back burner, so to speak. Yeah. And then I you know, dated another guy for about a year. That was probably the first real serious relationship. And I totally fell in love. And um, the famous line was after a year, it was really brave for me to tell him I'd loved him and never told anybody. And I'm like, I think I was like 24 or something by then. And he's like, yeah, you're cool to hang out with. <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. Ouch. Oh. You know, and uh, it turned out later, years later, my friend said that, yeah, he should have married me. He was like, he made the mistake to, you know, wow. but things happen for a reason. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> many things, right? Like who knew? And so then, it, why I was dating him, I met Kevin, who, you know, same thing, kind of like Steph, we just had this alignment, right? We both grew up back east. We, our dads worked like 10 minutes from each other. We went to the same college, had all the same friends and never met in college. So I knew his best friends. He knew my best friends. We were both sorority fraternities. We did all these parties together, never met. And, uh, which was crazy. And so we got out here and we were all, I think we went to Hooters for a football, like to watch her football, you know, game or something. And that's where I met him, but we stayed friends. And so when my old wife and I broke up, um, you know, we decided to hang out and, you know, we went off skiing on St. Patty's day and that was it. Like we, you know, we were together for about 20 years. Um, but you know, once, so we first 10 years was just play and have fun. And then we had kids like 10 years later and things change, you know, stress, frustration, anger, whatever. And it definitely put a big impact on our relationship. And, you know, I try to come from my Zen ways, you know, like find the best in everybody. And I fundamentally believe everybody is good. Everybody has something good inside them. And I would overlook or accept. And, you know, when there was anger and frustration put on me, I'm like, you know, find the best of them, you know, and very loyal, very accepting of people, sometimes over accepting, I have to say <laughs> that's some of the awareness, you know, I've, I've, you know, seen through all this. Um, and, and so over time, um, probably because of hurt and pain, you know, it wasn't like I was 
looking for anything else, but I was trying to find what was going on in me. Like, what can I do different, right? Taking responsibility for who I am. And at the same time, uh, I had a few friends that had been with women. Like, we'd have these conversations. I was like, ah. But I have to go back a little bit since my 20s. You know, when I first went, or whatever age I was, when I first went to the gynecologist, I actually started with a male gynecologist. And everybody I knew went to women. I'm like, ew, why would you want a woman to do that to you? Oh, that, that's <laughs> gross. And I'm like, I, I get dudes want to do this, but why does a woman want to go up there? And, and, you know, I just couldn't get it. That's and funny. So that was, I mean, I, the most ironic, right? And then, <laughs> but I also didn't really know any gay people until I was in my 20s. And my best um, friend at the time, in her, I dated her brother. And uh, their father was a minister or pastor or whatever. And, you know, 20 years into their marriage, he left him, went off to be with his best friend. And they were, you know, they're still together many, many years. So like, oh, and I go, oh, they're so cool. And they're nice. And they lived out by the Hamptons. And, you know, we go sailing. And But it wasn't like, and it, none of that sparked anything. It wasn't until like, you know, my mid to late 40s that I was like, huh, noticed little things. Noticed like, you know, and it was a point where I had, met somebody else where we were just talking about, you know, our, our marriages and she was going through a divorce from her husband because, and we just had this kindred, like, you know, experience. And so, so we just connected, but I realized I had feelings for her and it was just shocked the shit out of me. <laughs> so what does that feel like when you go from a close friendship? How do you know it's an attraction? I mean, I guess you could say the same for a guy. So I just put the shoe on the other foot. I, I, well, the whole thing was I experienced feelings I had never experienced before. It was deeper. It was more soulful. It felt, I don't know. I mean, it just way different than any other person, man, I ever dated. I just don't know where it came from, right? It was like, what the hell has hit me? Why am I having these feelings? And I mean, before all that, though, and maybe it's sort of like Steph said, like a little bit of orange and new black, a little L word. I was just curious. And that connection and watching two women together is like, ah. Oh. But then to, you know, have that personally, like really without any relationship per se, it just like, wow, you know, it was just so, it was very different. And it was almost, it was unbelievable, but kind of scary at the same time. Sure. Thing Like married for 20 years, we have two kids, you know, and I'm like, and I had, and so I went to therapy to really distinguish is this because of the marriage and the challenges, or is this, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, displace my attention. Like, oh, am I trying to say, well, you know, this is better. Like not the grass is greener, but just I'm so frustrated and anger here that I'm going to look, you know, for something else. And, you know, year plus of therapy and, and then getting into meditation, yoga and doing the deeper work. And it's like, no, this is real. This is real feelings. And uh, like Steph, you know, I end up on this online group, right? Like a friend of mine said, you know, hey, you might, you know, want to check this group out. It's private and, you know, you can't search for it per se. So I was like, I just want, and I told a couple friends, you know, what I was experiencing. Um, but I said, you know, I can't ignore this and I want to understand, you know, my friends can't quite grasp it. It's like, you know, Joel, you, 
you know us, but it's still different when you're really going through it. Well, my question too is you've been around women. You've been close with women all your life. So what was it about this one person that's just this huge spark and then gets you thinking, oh, this might be who I am? Like, like it's not wild that that happens in your 40s. Yeah. Well, I, and, and it's interesting about this women's group. There are so many women, mostly in their like late 30s, 40s, 50s, that had been married like 15, 20 years. There was a lot of them, right? Would you say in the group? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I mean, it's, I can call it a soulful connection, you know, something inside. I think, uh, yes, for sure. It's there, but I, uh, Joelle, are you asking like, in other words, like, how come I didn't, like, I don't have that, like, you guys are my closest friends, like you and our group, right? Like, why don't I feel that way about you? Yeah, why don't you think I'm hot? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not at all. No, it's more like, but I'm just, all I have to do is put myself in with a boy situation. Like, why have so many boys been or guys been my friends and I've never felt that spark or even dated different guys. But then something with Dave was like, Oh, that's different. Like, this is my guy. I just knew. Yeah. So that whatever that is. Yeah. But I think also for me, and I don't know if you feel the same way. Like I think I, I, you can think like a woman is beautiful. Like I think all of you guys are beautiful, right? Oh, thank you. (laughs) But because I know you're like straight, it's, you have a different kind of feelings. Like if I, I think it would maybe it would be different if I knew like all my friends were gay. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't Probably. know if that makes sense. Yeah, because it, you know that there's a limitation. You can't go there. Right. Is that what it is, basically? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the girl that I met, you know, was, you know, realizing I think she liked women too. So it, it, I had been curious. And I've been curious for a long time. That was the thing. It wasn't like, oh, that person I met. No, I've been curious for years. Like, okay, you know? okay. So there's background there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that puts it into context. So now I was, you know, it's like, hey, I wouldn't shut the door to it, so to speak, but I wasn't looking for, you know. And I think it just, what I look at this whole experience is it woke me up to who I am. Things that about so many of us, we don't realize until something hits us. And it's just a whole other piece of us that, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say buried, it's just not aware. Like it's just not there or hasn't been peaked or, or, you know, it's like, right. I wouldn't say the Pandora's box, but you kind of open up. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's all these aspects of ourselves that we don't even realize. And that's sort of the cool, ad, like aside from like coming out, it was just who we are as people, like deeper and deeper, right? Like, right. Just, I think that's the coolest thing is like since then kind of opened up a lot more to, you know, um, yeah, not experiencing life. I had a lot of fun, just you know, but, you know <laughs> but who you really here. are. With that, just who you really are. You yeah, and then being true to that. I think that's he said. Like Steph said too. You know, so I went on to this group, and it was on it probably six months. But I'm not, which is funny. I'm not one to just put myself out there, right? Like, hey, this is my story. So this is since then I've been a lot more free about that, and I think that's one of the you know limitations I had before. But one thing I don't like, and this is why I like this conversation, is I don't want to just type my life out there, right, and put it in words and because it gets misconstrued. And so I really wanted to meet somebody, like have a conversation just like this, like somebody who can understand what I'm going through. 
And all the women in this group were like Australia and London and New York and San Francisco. And there was nobody in San Diego, like 500 people. I'm like, and there's 3 million people in San Diego. I'm like, how, you know, how is there not one person on this group? And it was right, weird. Yeah. And, that is and weird. so it was not long after, I don't know, it was about, I remember Glennon Doyle Melton camp coming out with Abby and I was like, oh my God, somebody like me. And I just was like glued to their story. And I'm like, oh, this is like the greatest thing. Now for people who don't know, explain Glennon Doyle, say her whole name. Glennon Doyle Melton. She just Melton. Glennon Doyle now. Now, yes. Glennon <laughs> Doyle. Okay, yeah. And she, I knew her because she was an author. She wrote lots of uh, fun, lighthearted, but really meaningful parenting books and relationship books. And she was the mom of how many kids? Three. Three. Three and married and was going through things and then went through some alcoholism, but then ended up coming out later in life and marrying Abby, say her last name? Wombat. Wambach, the soccer player, right. And she's known for the pink hair and different girl. Things. No, that's, that's Megan. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm getting my lesbians mixed up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys are all the same. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lesbianist. No, uh, Abby Wambach, but she was a soccer player. Anyway, so now they're really famous with books and tours and podcasts and right. Yeah. We got a cool story about that. that we yeah. 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 So anyway, long story short, we, we, I go online. I'm on there. Steph posts her story, not an ad. (laughs) But it was the idea. I'm like, wow. Well, I'll go back. I'm a little more spiritual. I'm like kind of prayed. I'm like, I just want somebody I can connect with and talk with here in San Diego. I want to be able to talk face to face, you know, just, and I had gone to what was it? The center, you know, the LGBT center to one time to meet other people. But it's like, I just want somebody who understands me and is going through a similar situation, like, you know, I've been married or whatever. Suburbia mom, really. Yeah. Right. So when right. she, I, yeah. she had her story, it's like, oh my God, this is like, just like me. I'm like, wow. And, you know, we had kids and we were both San Diego and similar backgrounds and actually had a mutual friend, <laughs> which is another story. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying we had a mutual friend, which later on we found out I have a lot of mutual friends through you guys. Ah, um, yes. But anyway, so then that's where we said, yeah, let's go meet for lunch and talk. I'm like, I was so excited that I had somebody to who would get what I was going through. Yes. And so that's where it started. Yep. That's where it started. So you met for lunch. So what's the first meeting? And got along splendid. (laughs) (laughs) And we it was great. It was refreshing to be able to have someone just similar to me going through the same things that I'm going through. And so I was very um, comfortable. Yes. Very refreshing. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but yeah, it was awesome. And so, yeah, we continued our friendship and um, we, I don't know, we just uh, we got along really well. And over time, I mean, yeah, there was an attraction. And- no, at this point. <laughs> You guys have to go on YouTube and look at them looking in each other's eyes. They're about That's a foot so and a half sweet. apart, just staring. Oh, oh, I see little hearts floating above your heads right now. So there was a, a huge attraction, and it was it was great. And so we um... <laughs> we kissed. <laughs> yeah, okay, we so at this point, you're married and you have kids. 
So you but have to make we were, a lot of decisions. Well, this, this was is... sort of in the separation stage, really, because okay, both of okay. us sort of, we were both at a stage where our husbands at the time just knew we were where we were at, right? Like they knew, you know, my husband, this was, I don't know how many, six months or a year before or whatever, that he knew I was having these feelings. And, he, you know, at one point he's like, you got to do, you know, what you need to do. And so in essence, we sort of had support, um, because it was like, this was, I don't want to say do or die, but it's like, we we're really struggling. I went to that point. We were in the same point. Like I can't ignore these feelings and like Steph, I don't know what, where I go from here, but I just can't ignore the feelings. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like she said, we, you know, we were talking a lot and, and meeting for support, but then yeah, one day we kiss and it sounds really gay, <laughs> but I just felt like my, I just filled up. Like, I just felt like this is what I want. Aww. Aww. I love it. Yeah. As- I love it. How long ago was this? What year was it? Uh, 2017. Wow. Okay. You guys have a Any solid word? thing going. And, and it's tricky then too, because now you're like, okay, here we are. We're in a relationship or hoping to be. And that's, you've got a lot to, to think about. You've got parents, you've got kids, you've got spouses. Right. Yeah. Coming out to the kids, yeah. parents. Yeah. All right. Now, can I tell you the joke that I heard from a lesbian friend of mine, which is, it, I can't remember all of it except that the difference between lesbians and normal, but whatever. Get the U-Haul. The U-Haul happens after the first date and you're moving in together. Have the you second heard this? date's a U-Haul. Yeah. Second date. Second okay. Date. What do lesbians do on the second date? They, they move in. They get a U-Haul. That's it. Right. Well, we're quite That's the opposite it. of that. We're, we call us slow bows. Slow bows. Yeah, we still don't live together. We're together five years and... Next year. Yeah. I know we're in the same room. That was a good thing. <laughs> you don't live together, really. Well, it's difficult with the different schools. Yeah. I mean, we've got 17-year-old boys are going to be seniors. Uh, you know, your daughter's going to be a freshman. Mine's going into sixth grade. So they're going into new school. It, it just, there's, and then where the dads live and everything else too makes a difference. So, yeah, it's been quite a physical journey (laughs) yeah Yeah. well that's yeah that's a lot of personalities to consider in different lives and you've created these huge lives in different neighborhoods and you're fairly far away it's like a good 30 minute drive right can i now oh sorry i was gonna segue into how your kids dealt with the news and everything when if you have a Right. Yeah. Well, my kids, since my ex and I, we never fought. So they didn't know anything that was going on behind the scenes. We had this, you know, great life to them where we go on vacations and, you know, we got along together. We had fun on vacation. We, you know, we, we had a good time. So this was all separating was all out of left field for my kids. So uh, we, um, separated and I didn't right away come out and tell them, um, I probably waited six months and it was, it was cause I was still struggling with it and identifying and putting words to it and to try and tell my then 11 year old and eight year old what was um, to try and explain it. Like I suddenly like women, it was, it was hard, you know? So that was, you know, you know, 
my daughter's like, oh, okay, so are you going to start beating Kari now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Why not me? Where's Janelle in this picture? Come on. <laughs> uh, so um, I did tell them, and they, they they struggled and didn't, I mean, they weren't like, didn't, I you know, I feared that they would like reject me, or but they didn't. They loved me. And, and then they, you know, I didn't tell them about Michelle right away. And then... Um, after a while I did, and they didn't want to, they weren't ready to meet anybody new in my life, whether it be a man or a woman. So it was, um, actually 21 months before they even met her. Mm -hmm. So that kind of explains the reason, right. The therapist said, don't rush it. And I was very mindful of that. And I'm maybe a little too coddling, some might say. No, I I remember those days. You were and you would come out to us, and then you were asking our advice on when to come out to the kids, and what did we think, and how much should I tell them, and that sort of thing. And you were very mindful, and I super appreciated that to you. And I think I even kept you in the closet a little longer. I'm like, she's so young. Are you sure you want to tell her? And but at that point, you had done your research. You of course knew more than I did, and and she eventually, yeah, came around and. But it's been tricky, right? I mean, it's a tricky road. But, but fast forward now, I mean, the, with today's society, the kids are just t- so, ex- at least kids in California are so accepting of the, of the lifestyle. They, it's just, a, it's not even a thing, you know? Yeah, so I love, I'm, I love that and I'm appreciative of that. Um, so nice. So the kids were, I would say, accepting of the coming out, but not so much of mom being with a new person out. That was yeah. more hard, but that's more clear. Michelle, was that similar on your side? Oh, no, a little bit different. Um, but before we even talked to the kids, so we were at a conference and Glennon was speaking there. And I had one inten- one of my main intentions of going to that conference is that we were just newly dating. And I'm watching Glennon and Abby within like six months go from this telling the world that we're together to transitioning to like family shots with the former dad and all that. I'm like, Oh my God, how did they do that? So easy. Right. (laughs) And so we went to the conference and, you know, we went up to speak and I was got cut off by the last person. And so you guys bought the VIP tickets so you could get to talk to them after, right? Oh, not at all. Actually. No, we just had regular tickets, but you can go up and ask a question. And and some little girl went before me and that was it. Like, okay, we're going to talk to the little girl. So I'm like, there was a long book line and I've worked with celebrities and I'm like, I don't wait to get autographs. I just like, eh, you know, been there, done that. And so, but I was waiting in line just to ask her this question and the head of the whole organization, the event planning, you know, walked by and I said, Hey, I have one question for Glennon. And, you know, if we could just take a minute to ask her. And so she went up to Glennon, whispered her in her ear and told her. So by the time we got up to her book, she's like, girls, stand over there and wait for me. So we did. And Abby came up to us, Abby Wambach, you know, and Abby was like the Olympic gold captain of the soccer team. And she's like, all right, girls, what's going on here? And we're like, whoa, okay, cool. (laughs) So we spent like 20, 30 minutes talking to Abby and she gave us the whole backstory of her and Glennon that hadn't even been public yet. And so, and then after Glennon was done signing, the event director said, okay, you know, Steph and Michelle, you go this way, Glenn and Abby, you go this way. And they brought us together in this hall. 
you know, with this couch and we sat down for a good like 20 minutes or so with them and saying, how did you guys do this? And it was really cool that we had that time with them to dig a little deeper and learn, you know, and it wasn't easy for them. You know, there was resistance from their, you know, some of their children. Do you remember a couple tips that they gave you that resonated? One of them for me, because this was, you know, I was only five months into it or whatever is to be uh, in order to, cause I hadn't told my kids in, in order to tell them I have to be more comfortable with it with myself. And it was apparently I, I wasn't at the time. So that was one of the tips. And also another one was, you know, and Glennon has said this several times, it's like, you kind of have to consider yourself an Island. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those of people that aren't supportive of you aren't allowed near the Island. Right. And when they're ready to, they can come onto the island. But you can't do that with your kids. <laughs> well, in other words, you're not rejecting them, but you're going to be who you are in essence. You're not going to be rude and angry. You're just like, hey, you want to be on my island? Come join our, you know, our tribe, right? But you don't have to be gay, you know. Yeah. Just have to be supporting and loving. Be humane. Really, that's all it is. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest takeaways is the island that really kind of put things into context and. You know, I don't know. It just, I think it was that feeling and understanding of just somebody else going through it. I I don't remember all the details at the time, but. And that's kind of how I felt when I came out to my parents, when I told them, like, I wasn't, I was way more fearful of my kids. And uh, I wasn't like, if my parents like all wouldn't be accepting of it, I would be like, well, that's just too bad. Mm -hmm. But um, they they didn't they were like and it's so interesting though because they're your parents right like everybody's like she's different but everybody that i've told like from growing up in college and in high school like 80 percent is like hello yeah we knew that about you of course <laughs> <laughs> but my own parents didn't even have a clue so oh <laughs> interesting but they were very i was very nervous but they were they were very accepting all they cared about was wanting to me be to be happy and they took to michelle and they love her and so that I'm very fortunate, but I didn't have that fear of telling my parents I did my kids where I think Michelle's kind of the opposite. She didn't have the fear of their kids, but she did with her parents. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, how did so they what, take it? Yeah. What was the difference? Because that was another thing too. Glennon was a Christian writer. Yeah. So I wonder if there was a, a religious background with you too. No, Michelle? I think, no. well, what's interesting first of all is, yeah, my kids, particularly my son, it was really cute. So it was Valentine's Day and she had sent me flowers, gave me flowers and was sitting next to my bed. And my son came up to me and goes, mom, you know, who are the flowers from? I said, friend, you know, I just kind of made it, you know, because I wasn't quite planning to tell him yet. And he goes, well, is it a, you know, a guy? I go, no. You know, or a girl? I goes, yeah. He goes, is it a friend or more than a friend? I go, more than a friend. <laughs> And he gives me the biggest hug. And I think he was like probably 12 or so. I don't know how old he was. And he goes, Mom, I love you so much. I'm so happy for you. Oh, my gosh. Woke little guy. No, he was so sweet and so, like, supportive. And just was like, oh, my gosh. It just meant the world that, you know, this young boy can feel that way for his mom, regardless of who, you know, I love. So it was, like, it was awesome. And he had no clue. This was just out of left field that he made that connection. One night I had hinted like or something, said something about, he's like, well, when you date a guy, well, what if I date a girl? Kind of like playing it kind of fun, you know, maybe months before that. And so that was the only other clue. But, yeah. you know, over time and not long after, you know, 
I decided, you know, even before I met her, but I was you know, slowly telling people, you know, where I was at. And then when we met, and I think overall, until I got to my parents, like everybody was like, cool, and so happy for us. And, you know, it just wasn't really a big thing at all. Like everybody's like, okay, cool, like, great, and happy for you. And, you know, some couple friends that are a little bit more traditional, like, well, as long as you're happy, you know, like, like, I know what that means underneath, you know, they're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm not really comfortable. But I think yeah. the biggest thing that was odd for most people is, you know, they knew I, I liked my men and they're like, I don't think really maybe one or two people like who didn't know me as well said, oh, I, you know, I can kind of see that. But really it was people who've known me for a long time, even my best friends yeah, who, you know, like, you know, Steph and you guys are all that, like I had my little fat five and it was like, I, I was the last to know, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Right. But, um, yeah, so I would say that was great, but it came down, I don't know, it was a couple of years where, you know, especially since we were together for a while, like telling my parents and everybody was like, you're going to tell your dad, you're going to tell your dad. And I was sort of at this point, I'm like, of course I was nervous and scared, but I just said, you know, I am, if he doesn't love me, he doesn't love me. It is what it is. I'm, I'm going to be true to myself and I can't, and this is a real key for people coming out, right? It's easier because I was in my forties, this different if I'm 16, 17, I would imagine. But I think this is the real key to a lot of this conversation is if we can't be true to ourselves, who can we be? Right. And being and unfortunately, so many people like commit suicide and everything else because they're so afraid and they get rejected. And, you know, I knew going through a divorce, I was, it was going to really impact my finances. I didn't know how I was going to quote survive. And, you know, but I knew I couldn't live anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people is they're in this quandary of, I don't know what to do. I can't, you know, because they're survival mode. They're afraid they're not going to be able to survive. And how did you guys survive? Um, What did you do to pick yourself up, to get your own places, to get a job? Well, and and just before I get there, I'll finish with my dad. Oh, yeah. And my dad, because this is kind of key too. because of that, it was scary. And so my parents came out to visit and all like all week, I'm like, how am I going to tell them? How am I going to tell them? And my dad is, you know, former military and just old school and, you know, just, he's a good guy and he's funny and hilarious, but he's got his, you know, his beliefs or whatever. He's never been anti-gay or anything else. I've never heard him slander like that, but I just know he's just a strong, you know, older man and tradition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... My mom and I, my daughter went to a little tea, you know, uh, tea thing, Christmas tea, and we're all dressed up. And anyway, we're going, my mom and I are in the car. And, and so I use this analogy with my mom. I said, mom, you know, when I was little, I hated spinach. It was like, ugh, make me want to throw up. And later in life, I started liking spinach. And I was like, I really like it now. <laughs> That's how I came out to her. So Stephanie's the spinach in the story. <laughs> Is yeah. that you, Stephanie? The spinach guy. Yeah, now I like spinach, right? Like I didn't use it. So and that's in essence how I came out to her. And she's like, oh, and then she's like, well, we kind of suspected something was going on, but we weren't sure. And to this day, I never formally told my dad. No, but he knows. Really? Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah, my mom told him, and you know, he he never addressed it. Um We've never really talked about it, but since then, I always talk about her all the time. We've gone on vacations 
we were, you know, Florida last year with all of us. And, you know, he loves me. He cares about me. Obviously he, he does. It, it's weird for them. I think that's the real thing is it's weird yeah. for them. Um, I had to call my mom out about a year ago. She would never like our photos. And she's like, finally, I said, mom, there's something more. There's something more. And she finally said, well, I'm just very uncomfortable. I don't want people to know. I'm like, they all know. All the neighbors know. Like yeah. everybody knows. Like who cares? <laughs> fine. Yeah. And every, all of them are fine. And so after that, she started liking our photos. Right. So, I mean, Aww. sometimes it's like calling the elephant in the room. I'm like, Hey, like, so but, you know, they were just out here and we were at her house for our kids' graduation party and had a great time. And yeah, Aww. very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I know. I think it's the idea is hard for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine. But if you're all in an okay space and you can kind of move on from here and a little bit of don't ask, don't tell, but understanding. I don't know. Yeah. that's Yeah. I think that's been sort of the hardest part, but like as far as acceptance, right? People... But it hasn't stopped them from loving me anymore. Yeah. And and they're not blocking me like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want whatever. It's not like that at all. You know, I just think right. it's it's still probably surreal. And for a while, I think they thought it was a phase, too. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, she's just going through this. And I'm like, well, no, it's been like five years. It's also, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not a phase at this point. Yeah. And, no, and I never <laughs> but did. But, you do. know, it's so generational. We have to kind of forgive them a little because oh, they just yeah. weren't raised with it. Yeah. Well, as a joke, I was going to do this for Pride this year. I was going to send him a card and say, you know, I still love you no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be who you are. Table. Right. Flip it yeah. around. So. I love it. That's cute. Very cute. Maybe they'll catch up. You never know. Yeah. 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 What done. was your... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, they've gotten better. I think it's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, they're... Yeah. They're sort of on the island, not, but they're not like, yeah, they're not rejecting us. Let's put it that way. Right, right. Good. Oh, now Can Jules, we switch a, a little bit question. to political? Because the state of the world right now, and there's the beautiful part, like talking to Joelle's kids, they are so accepting. If someone's gay at school, they go, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't hear any of what we heard growing up. So that's so refreshing and lovely. And then there's the lunacy that's still happening. So I know it's kind of a big question, but how do you feel about that? Yeah, can do I, you think? I was Go just going to say, too, I, I would love some maybe talking points, how you guys would come back to somebody who uh, I just saw an online argument about, well, it's all the liberals over in California, you know, they're. They're the land of fruits and nuts. People still say that. Yeah, the land. All these crazies are in the schools teaching our kids that it's okay to be gay. So kids are turning gay. Like this whole question and and what do we say to to folks who just are not there yet, who are twenty years behind? You mean to the people who are still in a different belief? Yeah, I guess so. Like, and they think that well, there's so many gays out in California because. They've been turned gay by all the crazies oh, out I there. I didn't know that they, people thought that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I it's had so, no idea. It's so crazy. I think it depends. Probably middle America, I would imagine, is more like that. Yeah, but I, even here, you know, there's a couple of liberal friends that I have, or supposedly, but now I'm seeing maybe not, but who are saying, you know, I see the kids who are all of this pronoun changing, and you're actually giving them suggestions that they're just, you know, 13, 14, and you're implanting the idea where they wouldn't have otherwise had that. Versus... And my my theory is versus, like, 
Society's they, telling you men stay with women, women stay with men, yeah. and now you're giving them ideas, and they're going, oh, maybe I am gay. Maybe I do want to change my name. Well, and I think that's what it really comes down to, right? But going back to awareness of who you truly are, and you know in your heart and soul when something's not right. Uh, I know. And I think whether somebody, you know, explores it and says, well, yeah, everybody thinks I should be with a woman now, right? Like, and they're doing it for for them to truly be happy and they will authentically make the choice. I believe. I think that if the information is out there and something can cross your mind, you might try it and not like it, but having the acceptance of being able to do that is far outweighs the let's keep it this way. Right. Yeah. I would much rather have options or possibilities and there's just such a spectrum and fluidity of everything and to be just so close-minded and think it has to be one way is not the way I want to live or think about anything no and And I'll tell you I just took the human psychology class recently and they started off the class by saying everybody is born bisexual fact interesting and I love that idea that if we had that if we really felt that in this society, then maybe people would be way more free to make their own choices. Right. right. And who knows how it will be in like 200 years. Maybe that's, it'll be like more like that because of it's, it's out there and it's open. Well, and I find it, at least in certain areas like here, it's like already there, right? Where people can be, you know, kid, girls are dating girls in high school and boys and it, it's much more the norm, at least from a younger generation. Yeah. And maybe it wouldn't have crossed their minds before, but who cares? So what? Right. Well, and I have plenty of friends, guys, and not plenty, but a lot more girls who have been with a woman. And they're like, yeah, it was cool, but it's not for me. Right. And that's what sort of sparked the idea. It's like, oh, I'm just curious, you know, initially, mm-hmm. like years back. But, you know, again, you kind of know, like Dave was your guy, right? Like you just have this knowing. And yeah, I think yeah. once you know, and I think that's the hard thing. I have, you know, a neighbor who's a you know Baptist minister. Like I've never talked to him about this, but if I was to, you know, it's how do you go against who you really know you are? And I'm sure people could say, well, do you really know, right? Like how, you know, but do they know themselves, right? They're, they're putting their blocks on, they're putting their blocks on how the possibility of human, you know, humans and what we really are. Right. And yeah, that's the painful part is that biases, cognitive biases are affecting, you know, our world more so than saying, Hey, we're open and free to be who we are. Versus this is how you should be. Right. I think that's the pain in our our world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend who, you know, it's not in the Bible. It's, it's, it's not okay in God's eyes. Therefore, you know, everybody is sinning and this should not be the case. Julianne, get that cat off. I'm sorry. It's your cat. I can't. If you'd like to go to YouTube and see a cat's ass. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Come on. More than two. There's a few little kitties here. Oh, no. Right during my Bible talk. That's what Sorry. we think of that. Um, <laughs> my, my, the Bible talk, I think what I come up against that are like sometimes my son, he's has some kids that are very, you know, their dad's a minister and they're very like, you know, they have that hard line. But what my son does and what I do with those, because I knew that family before, I just really just 
think that uh, they're they just don't understand yet. So I want to I want to embrace them and love them and show a good relationship than give hate or my judgment back to them. And that's even what my son does. Like it, at first, it kind of, it would bother him. They said, "Oh, gay people are going to hell," and he would you know he would defend that and. He, he comes more from a place of like, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm not going to let it bother me anymore. Right. Well, right. And I think the real key is right about religion is love. We're all here for love. Love exactly. is the foundation of who we are. And if you're judging somebody else, that's not loving. And you're going against what Jesus and God or any religion's about. And that's why love is love. Right. But when we can come from a loving place in our heart and openness and acceptance, that changes everything, regardless of sexuality. It could be anything, any right. race, anything else. And that is the fundamental message is, you know, opening your heart to people who they, and finding the best in everybody. Right. That goes back to my fundamental belief. And, you know, when you open your heart, everything changes. Absolutely. Isn't that so true? And and I do feel too that so many people are closed down and have their blinders on and aren't allowed to come out in whatever area that they live. Um, so a lot of these people don't even know a gay person or they don't, they, they do know them, I'm sure. Yeah, they just don't know it. <laughs> They're not out of the closet yet. They just don't know it. And if they did, wouldn't their eyes be open that, oh, that's my good friend who I've always loved and they're gay and how could they be sinning how are they going to go to hell yeah so i really do hope that things come around and yeah and that's a belief in itself right like you know you have these beliefs we all have beliefs that we're convicted mm -hmm. by but the more open-minded we could be it's amazing how our lives transform yeah but then we and look the at politics you, oh i'm sorry well just saying that with supreme court shutting things down and and ending choices and what's going to be next with the well, gay marriage might be on the table. I next. know that would make me very, very sad. Roe versus Wade being yeah. shut down makes me upset too. But the marriage thing is like, come on. Yeah, oh it's all God. that privacy to your own love and your own life. And I can't imagine that world. But here we are again. And it's like, you know, hopefully the pendulum has just swung really conservative and it'll swing back liberal again. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that Scary. just breaks my heart to think of people who are finally living their true life, being themselves, married, you know, adopting kids and finally having that life and just to maybe have to go back into the closet. Oh, well, it's all kinds of rights being taken away, right? No mm -hmm. matter what. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, whether there is a lot of politics, right? There's gun rights, right? Where we don't want people that well have the rights at one hand, right? But we want to have the right to love. But it you know, the reason we don't like guns is because it's not loving. <laughs> you know? Right. Hello. So, yeah. There's a lot of counteractive points, but I think, you know, end of the day, it is having the rights for who we are as a human, you know, and I think that's having those choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it's, you know, I know everybody has their opinion, so it's, I don't like playing into politics, but yeah, I think, you know, having those choices are really important. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And the bottom line is love too. And Jules, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. I can't remember. I think oh, okay. I, in general, I was going to just say that I love the idea that I can't remember, except um, you guys are showing up how you are and comfortable with yourselves. You've gone to therapy, you've done work, and you've 
you're very comfortable being who you are. And I think in some ways that allows other people to be comfortable Absolutely. with you and with the issues that they have. So I think that's beautiful. So congratulations for doing all the hard work. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to ask, and you guys can stop me wherever you're not comfortable, but I know our audience is going to be curious, as we all are, because I remember when, Stephanie, you came out to me, these were some of my first questions was, I love how does it work? How does it work? Do you feel like an OBGYN? What happens? No, and you don't have to give details because we can all look this up on Google or or go fund me. See, Wait, and no, I was trying the, to end the, it on I love, love and Joelle's stuff. going there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. I don't think being a female gynecologist is a bad idea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How does it, um, it works just the same way as a male Yeah, I mean, it's just for me, cause I've had, obviously I've had sex with men and I, I didn't, I didn't hate the sex with men, but for me, it's just a different level out of this world connection with a woman and then someone that you're in love with. And so it was just like unbelievable. And even after all these five years, <laughs> it still is. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's changed over time. Some of the things we just go to write what works and we're, more, we're getting older and tired. But <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I mean, let's get it done. I got to go to sleep. I'm a, well, you know. this is where it is harder that from, you know, between being with a guy and a woman. Yeah. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more work for a woman. Like, you need hand exercises and your wrist hurts. And we're going to start a gym. <laughs> <laughs> gym. Little tiny finger weights they're yeah. doing right now. Nobody yeah. told me that part. I'm like, dang. Wow, good. Wow. So you have a nice, strong handshake now. Well, not, like that. not if we don't keep it up, right? We're like, ah! And you're like, here, use this instead. <laughs> so now we, we, I'm sure we have different toys and things too to help get the work done and and you're pretty adventurous having known you so I applaud that too but yeah for for somebody okay so who's out there listening right now who thinks interesting I'm I'm really relating to these girls I'm I'm having trouble in my marriage I'm maybe interested in women and attracted but what do I do what's a first date like where how many dates does it take to go? What's a first base? What's a second base? Like, what would uh, you advise somebody in that uh, realm? There's, if they're having these feelings and they're in a, in a marriage, I mean, that's the tricky part. I mean, I've always been a big believer. I mean, I haven't always done this. Most of the time I haven't been a big believer in just being open and honest with what you're feeling. I mean, yeah. it can be very hard, you know, with someone else, but that's like step number one. Um, I mean, if you're not in a marriage and are looking to, to date, I mean, there's women on women sites, but it, it gets tricky though, because it's, you know, it's tra- traditionally, you know, man pays for this and with women, you don't know. So you just kind of, you can, you can learn as you go. And I, I think the bases are still the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a dumb question. I don't even know. What I yeah, but I'm just bit. trying to get back into that mindset of I don't know, like a, a just completely naive person of you know what do, what do you do? And also, that? how if you're say with a man, and how do you? So if you're honest and open, and you're not quite sure, would you go to a dating site that's all female and then try it out and well, see? I, well, I think the way we approached it. I feel 
what I mean for us, it was a good approach where we went to therapy, we explored our feelings, we talked through them, we were, you know, plus other, you know, resources and stuff, books and everything else to just kind of understand where we were. So I think that gave us a great basis. And like the LGBT center, I I just finally came back out of a stack of like five or six books going, you know, all about women who have been, you know, married and everything else and coming later in life. And I'm like, okay, like, how do you navigate this? Right. So there are some really good books out there and centers and there were groups, you know, well, the, at, at these centers. I love that. Yeah, the groups, the online group for me, I mean, they don't have it, that group, that particular group anymore, it was life-changing because I could read so many stories and just identify and relate to what they were going through because it was mostly later in life. So that was, if there's, I'm sure there's many groups out there, but I mean, fortunately we have the internet to search and find and read. Yeah. So maybe I would start with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because That's some people great. don't have somebody safe to, you know, and yeah. I think now even with the pandemic, there's probably a lot more online resources for people to reach out to feel mm-hmm. that because you really want to have a safe space. And I think that's yes. the first and foremost is finding a safe space. Sometimes, again, you know, if you could find that person in your life or, you know, you know a friend of a friend, somebody you, who you know is maybe gay and you could say, Hey, you know, can, even if you don't know them, have a conversation. Sure. Most people would be very open, even if they didn't just so that they can feel normal to start with. Sure. And then, you know, like I said, you know, there's groups out there and organizations that can help. Um, so that would be the first thing. And then, you know, if they needed that extra therapy to like work through their feelings and talk through it to be more comfortable with themselves to come out. I love that. Instead of jumping right out and trying to get together with someone and you might benefit more from doing your own work. and Right. I mean, maybe there's, you know, where you, you know, go on a date or you do something to kind of validate those feelings before you, you know, dive into all that too. But I think the self-awareness and being good with yourself is really key, no matter what challenges you go in through life or transition. So, yeah, that's great. All right, Joe, any last questions here? Um, no, you mentioned like who pays for the date and stuff like that. Was that tricky or you just kind of wing it and you're open and honest? And and we just sort of switched off. It was, you know, I got this one. We didn't talk about it. It's just, yeah, it was still kind of, yeah. I mean, now like we're doing a vacation, we're just splitting it. Um, yeah. I mean, it just for a while, it's, you know, Hey, I'll get this. I get that kind of, it all seems to work out. And what about the stereotype that one one of you is the guy in the relationship and one of you is the girl. <laughs> well, that's well, interesting. That is interesting because in some ways she's the guy and other ways I'm the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm more emotional maybe because I went through menopause. Because actually before I became a lesbian, I never cried. I was always so tough. And um, But through a lot of this work and going through a divorce and everything else and getting deeper with my own feelings that I ignored and buried and um, – I'm, I'm more sensitive, but more sensitive and attuned as well, attuned to people. So in that way, in certain ways, I could be more girly there. Yeah. And I'm more like um, a guy in that I am just more simple and like, or, or, you can do the planning. I'm fine with that. And you like to t- take, I like it. Like she takes control. I like that yeah it is interesting knowing you guys too because stephanie you've always you've been the planner but you're also very mellow and just go with the flow and but you're a logical person too 
You're very black and white. And very grounded. I'll say that I've loved how yeah. grounded you've always been. Yeah. You. yeah. Michelle, you seem the exact same way, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you guys Stephanie, squabble? Sorry, just to really quick, but oh, yeah. Stephanie will just be like super cut through the all that emotion stuff. Not that you're not emotional because you are because you totally cry and you think about feelings all the time and how to talk to someone in just the right way. But you can also cut right through it and say, well, just do this or, well, just say that. And so I can appreciate that about you. And not to say that's a guy or girl thing. That's just a, a you thing. And Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So you guys fit really well together. We, just we like your shirt ourselves. says. What? Just like her shirt says, you fit really well together. Oh, the so, scissors. Oh, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that And they have a sense of humor, <laughs> scissors. Well, that's one of the things we love is we both have a great sense of humor. Right. We're just goofy and silly. And I think that's one of the things that's so much fun about us is we can just be obviously yeah. who we, we are. We have fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I love how much you guys are in love. I know. Oh, that's so sweet. Living, living their full selves, their true lives. Yes. All right. Now, do you want to plug your businesses? We are towards the yeah, plugging part. Yeah, we should probably let them go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, well, in, in essence, I mean, I have my own marketing communications firm, but really my whole business model communications, it's not so much plugging my business, but it goes back to the fundamentals of everything we're talking about, right? Trying, I'm working more with companies and brands to align them from their roots, you know, who they truly are from the company, their purpose, their vision, their values in growing businesses more sustainably and for our own selves, right? When we can come from our roots of who we are and be true and honest to ourselves and, and live our values, our whole lives align a lot better, you know, mm -hmm. and this is one aspect of, you know, coming out, you know, in sexually and saying, okay, it's not just sex. It's, it's who we are inside and who we connect with and how we relate. And so really, you know, having people, tap into that, you know, what really matters, because what happens just like a tree, you know, you get off a line and the tree starts falling over, you know, and that's what happens with business and it happens in ourselves. So I'm really, I call it, you know, the rooted voice being true to our voice and who we are and from our roots up. And that's the foundation of my business model communications. And what is it called again? Bow communications. Got it. I'm marking with a different bead and, Yay. but it's much more conscious, you know, growth, conscious leadership from a business, but consciousness, even in our relationships, because end of the day, we're all human, humans buy from, you know, people buy from people and that's how we connect, you know, whether it's yeah. business or personal. I love it. Yep. That's amazing. Very good. And now in our title, what would you like the title of this episode to be called? Do you can, do you call yourselves lesbians? Do you call yourselves Gay? Like, what is your type? Oh. Like, do you I mean, label yourself? Or no, I mean, you don't like labels, but I mean, yeah. we are. Well, I'm not gay, but my girlfriend is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the title. That's the title. I think we just found it. That's perfect. Oh my god, I love you guys so much. I'm so oh, happy you yeah, came on. Yeah. You're such an inspiration. I love you too. Yep. And and let me know if you ever need to interview us straight people, if you have any questions. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, before we leave, right? And I don't know, you know, have you guys ever had, I mean, again, you talk about bisexual, right? Being on the scale, there's, you know, the one extreme is, yes, I'm definitely gay. I'm definitely straight. So, you know, without oh. giving too much info. <laughs> oh, yeah, good where, question. Where All right. Do you I think will you say guys are on the scale. 
I will say this, that I find girls together beautiful. And it gets me a little tingly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I can't I can't imagine going there. And I've had a couple drunk kisses with a girl oh. and come on twos. Not full on makeout sessions or anything like that, but just weird drunk moments where it's been very ooh. Like I have that ick factor. Wow. So I don't think I could go there physically, but for whatever reason it's intriguing and so I'm probably, I don't know if we're going from a zero to a 10, 10 being full lesbo. Um, maybe I'm a three. I don't know. Somewhere on Can the you scale, say lesbo? That for some reason that feels that bad? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not, I don't, I don't think it's bad. bad. I don't think so. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. See, you this know, is, I know Stephanie. It, I can joke around with her and, yeah, and Michelle. Yeah, so. yeah, no, we don't, I mean, we don't care. It's like, I we're good. That seems to be universal as like the appreciation of two female bodies versus two male bodies. Like a lot of people can get behind, you know, not literally, but the female body. <laughs> get so behind the behind of the female. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but yeah so I I believe in that sliding scale and I did take a human sexuality course in college and learned all about the Kinsey you know everything that they did and and Showtime right wasn't that the Showtime show the yeah um, the human uh, what was that called there was one yeah Yeah, so they kind of talk about them they're still using that and Jules you go ahead and answer are you in your own yeah, I've had experiences it's it's fine but I think I at the end of the day I I do like men. I think that's more of my... So it's nice to explore that and just to know. So I think everyone should try. Do a little uh, in-college... Well, when I was in college. Yeah, Yeah. 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 there you go, right? That was a great example of, you know, hey, just because you see other gay people doesn't make you gay, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. you'll know, you know, when you're with somebody. Just like, you know, when you meet somebody and you end up marrying them or dating them, you just, Mm -hmm. it's this, I call it the soulful connection, right? There is, you know, there's the attraction and there's the connect, deeper connection that you just are drawn together. And Yeah. uh, yeah, so it's trusting that. Yeah. But fine. I love that you guys have, you know, explored a little or, you know, but mm-hmm. I, you know, Jamal, I had the same issue. I was like, ah, you know, though I was never really hit on still by women. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Thank God. I was so jealous. Men love her. I know. <laughs> I had an old guy who was trying to give me a golf lesson. Oh, she was so mad the other day. <laughs> I know. Get away, golfer. Jealous. Stephanie, do you get jealous yeah, of men jealousy. picking up on Michelle? I I get jealous sometimes when thank God women don't really like her <laughs> like me I get jealous they like me but they're not hitting on me yeah, yeah um sometimes I do yeah sometimes is there is there a fear that you might return to the other no, side not at all it's more not even it's more it's like in certain this is a whole tangent but in certain situations i just like when we're together she just loves to talk to everybody and that's who she is and i love it but sometimes when we're like together i just it's our time and i it's not it's just like it's more jealous yeah. of her time it's like hey come on babe we're here right yeah now. yeah Got it. well i'm like, talking to the seven-year-old guy Was he hot? No, no, no. But I think it just depends too. Like you know, we find interesting people and we start having interesting conversations. I think that's part of it. If you don't like the conversation, you're yeah, black or white. If the conversation seems boring to me, I I just don't want to talk anymore. Yeah, I guess. So that's a tangent. But I don't know. I uh, we have great trust and love. I never think that she. You know, I don't have any suspicious or think she's going to run off or anything. Complete trust as far as that goes. Well, and I think 
through all this experience too is the, you know it's about relationships this goes beyond male or female yes is mm-hmm. building a very strong foundation of a relationship and i think yeah. through all this through our past marriages and going through this whole journey is what kind of relationship do we really want you know and we've done some relationship work you know programs and stuff <clears> to strengthen it um and go deeper because i think you know it's being honest and trusting and connecting to have that mm-hmm. long-term deep, you know, trust and relate. Like that's how, that's great. That's yeah. the longevity of it. And you guys went into it knowing that you wanted longevity with each other. That wasn't a question. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. So you already had that foundation and it was just to work out the stuff in between. That's well, wonderful. and I think to be honest, I mean, you're, you know, we're, you know, at the time, like late forties, early fifties, we're just like, it's not like a lot of people are just hanging out going, Hey, you know, yeah. Like, so, I mean, it makes you think twice of what you really have, right? Mm-hmm. And not to take things for granted and to really find the appreciation in the person and, and mm-hmm. look at yourself when they're, and I think this goes deeper, you know, yeah. of where, you know, if there's conflict, right? Looking at yourself, looking at yeah. yourself, looking at yourself and how your old childhood patterns and that. That's a separate subject. Sure. Get in deeper. But um, yeah, I think that's the key. I love it. Love it. Oh, thank you, too. You guys. Thanks for coming. I know. Thank you. All right. Well, we will put everything in our show notes. So you guys go to mouseandweens.com and look under this episode on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And we can find links. We'll put some good resources to you. Maybe you guys could send some good websites you'd like to send people to who might be in your situation or looking for. I mean, sure. There's so much out there. But. Anyway, we appreciate your time and get back to your busy lives and your fun families and and your love. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for subscribing. Mouse and Weens are thriving. With your help. With your help. Listen while you're cleaning. You'll be mouse and weaning. Thank you for believing in our show. Thank you. Megan, Sarah, Joyce, Carla, and Jody. For subscribing to Patreon, you are a Patreon dream. Come get your mouse and wings. For dirty words and naughty bits and things that are PG. Get the naked long uncut mouse and wings. Backslash mouse and weens. What happens when a global pandemic and a racial reckoning collide during a midlife crisis? When the bill came due, Aaron and Tamu needed each other to cut through the bullshit. Racism, sexism, colorism, foodism, hell, all the isms. They know they can't be the only 40 plus BIPOC unicorns up in these streets who are trying to figure out their space in the world. So come through, grab a cocktail, and see what happens when the bill comes due. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.